can't relate. Straight talk going, say not safe. Before you cross me, look both ways. Leaving the scene with no trace. Not in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm outer space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going, state to state. What's going on, Straight Talk Faithful? Your host, your boy, coming in with a special. A straight talk special, straight talk exclusive. I've got a member of the ROH roster. As ROH says goodbye this Saturday, December 11th, I have none other than an OG, a man who is fighting for the television title. Please help me welcome to Straight Talk Wrestling for what I hope to be not the last time, Rhett Titus. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm feeling great, George. I want to thank you for having me. Uh, it is my honor to be here. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. So we're, we're actually, when I introduced you, we're going to talk about that pay-per-view. Final battle, end of an era. And that's, that's kind of a picturesque way to put it, right? Yeah, you know, uh, I've been to every final battle except for one. I only, I only missed one. Uh, so as a fan, I went to many of final battles and then uh, I got my first wrestling payday at final battle 2005. So, uh, which was an awesome final battle, but, uh, I wrestled on a plenty of them and, uh, this is the final, final battle possibly. I sure hope not. I uh, sure hope that, uh, that, that there'll be more final battles in the future and that I'll be there for them. But, uh, this is the end of an era and, uh, Ring of Honor will be going on hiatus after this uh this pay-per-view and i have one last shot one last chance to uh claim singles gold you know after uh, being here like 15 16 years I, i've won the the tag titles on a few occasions but i never had singles gold so um this is something that's always been a uh something that's always kept me around ring of honor you know not only was my loyalty but i still had a lot of goals to accomplish here and Winning the television title has been one of them. So uh, I'm very excited for Saturday and uh, the future and what it may hold for us and everybody else. Well, you know what? It's been a, it's been a, a very strange 2021 in the midst of the second year of a pandemic. Uh, doors opening, vaccines happening, things kind of starting up again in the sport of pro wrestling that we all love. And then, uh, you know, heartbreak for a lot of ROH fans, myself included, and also for the roster. So I got to ask, because I mean, if I didn't ask this question, I wouldn't be, you know, somebody in the information superhighway trying to spread the matches. But how was the news for you when it when it when the news came down from the higher ups of ROH that this was happening? How was it for you and some of the other members of the roster that you're close with to hear this news? Well, um, you know, I kind of kind of started getting the feeling that something wasn't completely right, you know, uh, and uh I was on the Zoom call that day and uh, I was working out, you know, while I was going on. And then um, and it, it just seemed like, you know, we always do these Zoom calls before uh, our TV taping. So it just seemed like, you know, another routine uh, Zoom call. And then all of a sudden Joe Koff started talking. And I could just tell by uh, the tone of his voice that something was wrong. And I was like, huh. I mean, this don't sound good, you know? And uh, as he started to talk more, my workout just kind of stopped and I kind of just sat there looking at the phone. And my wife, um, she's, she works from home and she uh, she peeked her head out the back door and she's like, is, is everything all right? And I just like looked at her like, no, 
No, it is not because, you know, it's one thing to like, you know, get fired from a job or whatever, but, you know, to get released when like uh, 30, 40 of your other coworkers all at the same time, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, um, there's only so many other spots available elsewhere. And the other hard part about it too is, you know, my love for Ring of Honor and, uh, you know, just to see that, you know, go away and not knowing what the future holds for Ring of Honor is another heartbreaking aspect of it too. And, uh, you know, for me personally, you know, my very first professional wrestling match was inside Ring of Honor. You know, it was on a Ring of Honor live show in a Ring of Honor ring. And I always planned my schedule and planned all my life events and everything around the Ring of Honor schedule. And now it's kind of like, well, uh, what am I supposed to be playing around here, guys? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Uh but, you know, talking with some of my friends, uh, you know, everyone's just, you know, upset and sad to see it go. And uh, hope, hoping that uh, come April, you know, Ring of Iron comes back stronger than ever. I'm a big believer in the power of positivity, and I believe there's enough people that are positive about a Ring of Honor return that it'll happen. I'm sure they'll get the financials in order. I'm sure they'll figure things out, and I'm sure they'll be able to put everybody back to work. But... I'm also a realist at the end of the day. And I know that um, you got to have plans. You got to have things kind of set in motion. So you yourself, I mean, we'll get into those in a second, but knowing that Saturday, you're going to walk through that curtain for the last time for now, anyways, for the next couple of months, it's going to be a bittersweet day. A lot of emotions running through everybody, but you're, but at, at the end of the day, it's, you still got a chance to get capture that singles gold. So even though it's bittersweet and it's emotional, you still have a tall task ahead of you fighting three other men for that television title. So I'll get your thoughts on that match in a bit, but definitely the emotions from the entire roster and the crew is going to be very, very high that day. Yeah. It's like one of those things where uh, my wife is like, Oh, are you, are you ready for Saturday? And I was like, oh. uh. <laughs> uh, and she's like, well, what do you mean? You know, you always say, I don't got to get ready. I stay ready. And I'm like, yeah, but this is like a different type of preparation, you know, uh, this is a different type of preparation because, uh, it's not about being physically prepared. It's about being mentally and emotionally prepared. And man, I always like thought about the possibility of this day coming and, or, uh, you know, even the possibility of ring of honor going on without me, you know, it would keep me up at night, you know, but, uh, uh, now that it's finally here, it's like, how, how do you get ready for this? And, uh, you know, I'm just gonna, you know, try to keep myself busy that day and, uh, you know, just do things regularly that I always do get up, go to the gym and, uh, you know, power around with my buddies and, uh, you know, drink a bunch of coffee and, you know, tell a bunch of jokes and try to just, uh, be happy for the moment that we still have to be there. Cause honestly, um, you know, we could have got on that zoom call that day and they could have been like, Hey, uh, that's it. <laughs> you know, we're done. You know, uh, we, we may not have been given this opportunity to go out there and have one last hurrah for now. And, um, so I'm very happy and thankful for that, that, you know, that the fans will be in attendance and uh, the tickets are selling very well, very well. There's still a few seats left. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, 
this is a ticket that you do not want to miss. Uh, if you're in the Baltimore, Maryland area, you uh, you should definitely be there because uh, this is an end of an era, and uh, Ring of Honor has been one of the most influential company in professional wrestling for the past 20 years. And if uh, somebody dares to uh, question that, you know, I have all day to uh, I have all day to uh, to um, talk it up about it. But yeah, you know, uh, everywhere you look nowadays, you know, there's Ring of Honor uh, thumbprints everywhere, and uh, kind of had a hand in everything going forward in the pro, pro wrestling industry into 2022. Absolutely, they do. You're right. The thumbprint is uh, throughout the entire industry, from AEW to WWE to Impact Wrestling. There are so many wrestlers that have been groomed in the ROH dojo, uh, much like yourself. And we're going to talk a lot about your career, but I do got to ask that Fatal Four Way. I'm a big fan of Fatal Four Ways. That's actually my favorite type of match because <sighs> literally. I mean, now you're going to be in the match. As a fan, it's my favorite type of match. Being in the match is definitely grueling, 100%. But the one thing I love about Fatal 4 Ways is the how quick things can change. One man can be in complete control, and the next thing you know, somebody gets their second and their third win, and you literally have to have your head on a swivel. And you're going to be in there with some very tough opponents. You're going to be in there with Silas Young. You're going to be in there with Joe Hendry, and you're going to be in there with the champion, the current reigning defending champion, Dalton Castle. And we know he's prone to a trick or two. So how do you, how do you count, like, Rhett, how do you plan to counteract that, man? I mean, I don't want you to give away your strategy. This is going to drop tomorrow, the day before the pay-per-view. I don't want you to give away your strategy, but how do you prepare for a fatal four-way? Well, uh, you know, when it comes to final battle, I've had my share of uh, four-ways. My very first match at final battle it was myself versus jerry lynn versus chris hero versus necro butcher and the, the following year in uh, 2009 it was myself versus um claudio castagnoli versus kenny omega versus colt cabana so uh i had my fair share of the four ways so um you know you kind of hit the nail on the head you know because your head has to be on a swivel in that type of match you know uh Dalton Castle is such a eccentric wrestler. You know, you don't ever know uh, what he may have up his sleeve. And he's got his baby chickens running around and, uh, you know, Dak Draper in his back pocket. So you never know. And um, Joe Henry, he's returning to Ring of Honor for the first time since 2020. You know, he's been locked up in a cage over in the United Kingdom. And uh, now he's finally being set free. And, uh Silas Young, you know, another ROH veteran quite like myself, you know, he he has a bunch of dirty tricks up his sleeve, probably more than Dalton Castle. So he's the guy that you got to watch out for it, you know, but at the end of the day, um, you know, Silas Young has held the television title before, you know, Dalton Castle has had the world title and now the television title and Joe Henry has never had gold in Ring of Honor, but, uh, you know, this is something that I've wanted for a very long time. And I think just like that overall uh, burning desire to accomplish a goal that's been set forth so long ago. Like, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the original television title tournament, you know, I was in that, you know, like uh, I wrestled Kevin Steen in that tournament and the first round and uh, even though I lost, uh, I'm still standing, and I'm, uh, I'm looking to finally claim that TV title after all these years. I actually was aware you were in that tournament. Actually, that tournament is where I discovered 
uh, ROH. That term is where I discovered oh, uh, Kevin Steen discovered yourselves. And I've been hooked ever since. I'm a big Kevin Steen uh, fan. I've had the opportunity to meet him a couple of times. He's a genuine individual. And I love it because he's a guy like me. He's not built with a six pack. He's not built with absolute muscles, but he's built with heart. And he's got the dad bod. And I appreciate the dad bod. Being a dad of two girls, I appreciate the dad bod. You know what I mean? Hey, dad bod's don't there get ain't nothing wrong with the six pack, guys. You know? <laughs> Come on, no. don't be hating on them. Absolutely not. I never would. I never would. But yeah, you're right. I do remember that tournament. And I remember that match. And I remember looking at both of you guys and being like, man, these are two guys. And now to, to meet Kevin Owens uh, or Kevin Steen a few times, and now to be able to sit down and talk with you for an in-depth conversation where we have so much time left on the clock, uh, it's an honor and it's a privilege. And I have, uh, like I said, I've been an ROH fan since that tournament. And wow. like it's, it's full circle to be, I've been through and through. I've been faithful. I've already got my pay-per-view purchased. It's ready to go. Saturday, oh, I, got my, I got my pizza pre-ordered. I got my beer <laughs> on ice. I'm going to enjoy uh, the final, final battle for right now. And I say it for right now, because like I said, the power of positivity, I believe ROH will be back. But you talked about thumbprints in pro wrestling. You talked about ROH literally having a hand in everything. Look at your life from 17 years old, training at the ROH Wrestling Academy to then being trained by Brian Danielson at the Academy to being ROH now as they close their doors for this hiatus. ROH has been a big part of your life for half of your life. That is insane. So, I mean, talk to me about at 17, chasing your dreams in the academy and then being trained by who would eventually become arguably one of the greatest wrestlers of the modern era, not taking anything away from you, but Brian Danielson is definitely one of the greatest in the modern era. But talk about that. I mean, seven, age 17, ROH had its, its thumbprint on you from that young of an age. That's crazy. Well, it even goes back further than that because um, I uh, I was at the very first Ring of Honor show as a fan. My brother-in-law was like, hey, there's this wrestling show going on. Steve Carino and Eddie Guerrero are going to be there. And I was like, what? Like Steve Carino and Eddie Guerrero, they're my, my number one and my number two. So like I was like, oh, like got to be there. And I went and I just saw wrestling presented like, you know, a whole different way than I had ever seen before. I was like, you know, wow, like these guys are like athletes and this is a sport, you know, like this is, isn't just a show. And I was like, man, like these guys are, some of them are smaller than me. Like, you know, I, I could do this, you know, and I always wanted to be a wrestler, but I often say, had I not gone to that ring of honor show that day, I may not have ever uh, followed through with it. And uh, from that point, I was hooked. Ring of Honor every day. ROHwrestling.com, ROHwrestling.com. Just seeing any kind of update I could get, looking at the pictures or video clips, you know, on a 56k computer, <laughs> you know, just trying to load all this stuff. And from the moment that they announced that they were opening up a school, I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get there, you know, I, I gotta get there. And you know. I was 16 at the time when the school opened up, but I would email and email. And finally, I convinced them at the age of 17 to let me have my parents sign a waiver and, uh, you know, come try out. And, you know, I tried out with uh, CM Punk and Samoa Joe. Uh, and it was like 500 squats and like 120 push-ups and 100-something sit-ups. And I wasn't in the shape that I'm in nowadays, but uh, I just had this, you know, I gotta make it, you know, I can't, I can't, can't give up. Cause then, you know, I'll, I'll quit and I'll be done. You know, like I just gotta keep doing these. I couldn't walk for a week afterwards, but <laughs> I, I did it all, you know, 
and I made it through, made it through the, the trial and then um, eventually trained at the school. And I re- was originally trained by Austin Aries and um, which was pretty cool because uh, it all came full circle uh, last week where I got to wrestle Austin Aries at the NWA pay-per-view um, for the first time ever. So that was a really cool uh, moment for myself because that was my dream match all this time. And uh, then uh, about a year later, I got a little bit more advanced training from uh, Brian Danielson and uh, learned a lot of like good techniques and great techniques that I still use to this day from Brian. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, from the moment that I had my first match, like I said earlier, it was at Ring of Honor and like I would just travel everywhere Ring of Honor went. And, uh, you know, I grew up on the road, <laughs> you know, like I spent more more of my adult life in ring of honor than I have doing anything else. And, uh, no matter, no matter what, like it was always just like ring of honor at the forefront of everything that I ever did. So, uh, you know, it's crazy though to think that it's going away for a little while because this is, you know, a lot of all I ever knew, you know? So, um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I got to learn from so many great people, though, which, you know, I was, you know, very grateful for because, you know, I would have these matches on the pre-show or a dark match. And there was guys in the locker room like Christopher Daniels and Homicide and Samoa Joe and, you know, Brian and Austin Aries and, and got these these sorts of guys watching my matches. Nigel McGinnis giving me feedback, and constructive criticism, and I got to learn from all these great minds. And it just like advanced my um, my wrestling development so quick, you know. And um, very very thankful for my time in Ring of Honor. I can't I can't uh, express enough gratitude for my time here. And hopefully uh, it's not the last one. There's a uh, you look in the Ring of Honor um, record books. Uh, there's only two guys that have more matches in Ring of Honor than myself, and that's Mark and Jay Briscoe. But um, Hopefully we all get to add some more matches to that uh, later on, uh, later on in 2022. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's cool that you actually mentioned the NWA pay-per-view and that match with Austin Aries. Cause I watched that match. I loved that match. Oh. I'm a big, big Austin Aries fan. I've had the pleasure of talking to him as well. And um, it's gotta be cool full circle when you can, when the student can face the teacher in a setting years later to when he's picked up some new tricks, you've picked up some new tricks you may know each other so well, but there's things that you might not have seen. So how was, like, when you finally get that dream match, how was that for you? Yeah, it was pretty crazy because we hadn't been in the same ring in, like, well over 10 years, you know? Like, uh, and, uh, you know, I I tag teamed with him before, a six-man tag team. He managed me and all that sort of stuff, but it was never on uh, opposing sides. We never one-on-one. And um, it was cool to finally get that match because, you know, I wanted that match for so long. You know, if if you would have had a million dollars and said, hey, you know, pick any match you want, any place, anywhere, it would have been against Austin Aries just because, um, you know, he's my trainer. And, uh, you know, you always want to, like, kind of make your trainer and people who taught you along the way proud and, like, see, like, hey, like, uh, you know, coach did I pass the test (laughs) you know like that sort of thing and it was funny um you know he he said to me he's like man like if you would have told me 15 years ago that I'd be wrestling on an NWA pay-per-view 
against one of my students, uh, I would I would have been like, what the hell? You know, like because you know, like you gotta look at it from his point of view as well. Like I was a 17-year-old kid when he met me, you know, and uh, you know, I remember like the first day of training, he was like, All right, uh, who, who who wants to learn pile drivers? And I was like, Oh, uh, me, you know, I, was, I don't know. I wanted to learn a pile driver, you know, and He's like, all right, come over here. And he put my head between my legs and he, he farted right on my head. And I was like, oh, and he's like, come on. You, what are you stupid? You're not going to learn power drivers on the first day of training. I was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. How, uh, I don't know how this works. And uh, he goes, but really, you want to learn a power driver? I was like, well, kind of. He's like, come on, come over here and put me in between. He's like, <laughs> what did I just tell you? And I'm like, oh, man. You know, uh, so uh, we, we, you know, from his point of view, you know, coming all this way and, uh, you know, and wrestling each other on the NWA pay-per-view, you know, at the time, back in the day, you know, 15 years ago, NWA, NWA was long gone, you know what I mean? And, you know, with the help of Billy Corgan and the great team that they have over there. They, uh, you know, resurre- resurrected it and brought it back from the dead. And now it's now it's a thing again. So hopefully, um, you know, I'll be back there and uh, we have uh, some more memories down the line there. Absolutely. And I mean, it gets helmed by a great champion, Trevor Murdoch. He's a, he's a, another OG in the game. He's been around for a while. It's it's great to see him, uh, you know, uh, helming the ship right now and stuff like that. But, um, you know what, talk to me about, let's switch to tag team for a second here. Now talk to me about, I mean, arguably we have to talk about the all night express. We have to touch on that. If we didn't touch on the all night express, what kind of ROH fan would it be? Right? Yeah. Nah, I mean, uh, sometimes you're, you're so caught up in what, you, what you're doing right now. You don't even think about all, back all the memories from yesteryear, you know, and, you know, even though it wasn't that too long ago, uh, but man, mean, you know, even though for, you know, uh, all of uh, 2021, me and Kenny King, we were at each other's throats, we were on opposing sides. I was very um, upset about that. I'm not going to lie. As an ROH fan, <laughs> I was like, I don't know why they would pin these two against each other. This is, I mean, I love it. But at the same time, I was like, fucking ROH management, man. What are you guys doing? About? I don't have my heart's not built for that kind of stuff. Okay. But, you know, at, at the same time, um, you know, I was kind of always in Kenny King's shadow and I think I needed to get away from him for a little while to kind of spread my own wings and, um, and uh, kind of, you know, get by and do that. And, uh, you know, and we, we had a lot of great matches against each other. Not only were we great tag team together, you know, we, we had a lot of good matches against each other as well. And, uh, you know, a few years ago at final battle, um, you know, we wrestled each other. Final battle 2019 at a singles match. So, uh, man, like all these final battle memories coming back to me today. Uh, my wife and son were at that show as well, sitting in the front row, and uh, they'll be at this show on Saturday as well. And uh, hopefully, like last time, they came, they saw me lose to Kenny King at final battle. So um, now, uh, now hopefully, they see uh, Daddy leave as a champion this Saturday. I, I, I think they will. My money's in your corner. As much as I appreciate Dalton Castle and how eccentric he is, Kenny and you, man, I mean, that's a, that's an historic a, a tag team going into a rivalry. Uh, so much history shared between the two of you. Actually, one of my favorite matches with you guys, again, another final battle uh, memory, um, yeah. final battle 2010, where I believe you guys cemented yourself, in my opinion, you cemented yourself as the tag team up and coming when you defeated Adam Cole 
and Kyle O'Reilly. And you guys kind of, you basically made your intentions known to that whole tag team roster that we are coming for those straps. And that was hands down one of my all-time favorite matches at Final Battle. That's why I was so jacked to talk to you, man, because a lot of my favorite matches have you in them or you centered <laughs> around them. So, I mean, but I mean, man, when the All Night Express faced Colin O'Reilly, that was that was a moment in time. That's a match that I can watch over and over again. And if I if I ever was uh, like to open up my own wrestling school, uh, which, again, I never could because I never had any professional training. But if I ever would, that would be like day one, match one. <laughs> Sit down, watch this. Then we're going to watch WrestleMania 10, Owen Hart, Bret Hart. And then we are going to watch, uh, hands down, arguably one of my favorite steel cages, which again is Brett versus Owen, SummerSlam, same year. Oh, wow. So, I mean, but if, if I could if I could list three matches, those would be three off the top of my head. I mean, there's definitely more but off the top of my head right now. But man, talk to me about 2010. I mean, that's when I, I, I was all in on the All Night Express. That's why it was so painful for me in 2021 to watch <laughs> you and Kenny just like tearing each other up. But talk to me about yeah. 2010, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, man, like Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, they were brand new to Ring of Honor at that point. So, you know, that was the first time they ever wrestled in New York City for, uh, I think, anybody. Um, they meant, Yeah, yeah, I think anybody at that point. And, um, yeah, man, that, that opener, you know, I've been in the opening spot on Final Battle plenty of times. And I, I hope Saturday I'm, I'm in it again because it's – it's one of my favorite uh, spots to be in on Final Battle because um, you kind of set the pace for the whole show. And if, if it's a stinker opener, you know, it's the show is going to kind of, uh, uh, you know, it tries to rebound and come back from it. But you, you really need a, a home run in that first match. And I think that was something that, you know, I was always looked at to uh, counter upon to do it because, uh, you know, I was always – a great guy to do it, do it, <laughs> you know? So, which, uh, you know, I always kind of, I, I did that, you know? And, um, but yeah, man, that match was electric, man. That crowd was rocking that night. Um, what, one of my favorite matches of all time too, because uh, to, that I was ever part of just because everything was hitting on the right cylinder that night. And uh, those guys, uh, they got made that night. Um, it's, you know, as we further cemented ourselves in the tag team, tag team division as well, but Man, like uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly really uh, showed up to play that night. And it's, it's funny because whenever I uh, I see Adam Cole, um, the first thing he says is, man, Final Battle 2010. <laughs> and it's always cool because he's done like so much cool stuff since then. And uh, for him to always like think back about that moment and how much it played a part in his career is a, is a cool thing. Absolutely. I mean, again, it's so many memories with Final Battle as a fan, uh, as somebody who's watched and, and, and loved ROH for as long as I have. So many matches, so how, many memories. How about Final Battle 2003? Did you ever see that one? No, no, I did not. I got it. Like I All said, right. I got so, in around like 2009 is when I discovered you guys. Okay. So I was, I was a fan at Final Battle 2003 and, uh, one of the, one of the greatest like fan experiences I ever had. Um, so that was um, Ring of Honor versus All of Japan. And the great Muda came in uh, in the main event. And the opener on that show was uh, Brian Danielson versus Jay Briscoe. And, oh, man, what a match that was. Mark Briscoe versus Mojo for the title. Um, man, there was uh, Kojima versus Homicide. 
Um, Damn, that's CM a Punk stacked or, fucking card. Holy. Yeah, yeah. AJ Styles versus Kaz Hayashi. Yeah. If I'm, like, not being, like, hey, like, this is my favorite final battle because I'm on it, you know, if I had to pick one that I wasn't on, I think that might be uh, the one people should go try to check out. Absolutely. I'm going to have to look that up on uh, Honor Club after this is done, man. I have to yeah. go run upstairs yeah. and be like, yo, let's check out 203, man. That's <laughs> sick. So I got to go back to All Night Express for one second, though. I mean, when you're a tag team as long as you guys were, and then you have that rivalry and that battle, is it hard to transition from somebody looking across that ring and seeing that man as the as the next extension of yourself as your tag team partner, and then to like you said, you were always in a shadow, or you felt you were always in a shadow. But when you when you when you go from being tag team partners and best friends to that rivalry, that's got to kick it up a notch because you two really know everything about about each other. You travel the road together. You share hotel rooms together. Like there's no yeah. secrets between tag team part. A tag team partner is literally almost like your, your work spouse minus the emotional attachment. Obviously you become like brothers, like best friends, but how hard is that, man? When you're, when you're punching yeah. somebody who was your best friend for as long as he was. Well, when uh, someone's got a mouth on him, like Kenny King does, it makes it a lot easier, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, <laughs> very true. Very true. Yeah. He, he does talk a lot of trash. So, um, but he was always like that, you know? He'd be, he'd be skunking you and Madden or whatever, and he'd be sitting there just talking that trash. And, you know, you, you want to smack him, but, uh, you know, you're boys and you can't be a sore loser or anything <laughs> like that. But now you finally get the chance to smack him. Now that you finally get the chance to form. Now you finally get to the chance to twist him up like a pretzel. And, but uh, then, you know, when you're hanging out after the show and you're like, hey, uh, you're like, oh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess I don't hang out with you anymore. <laughs> you know, like, you're hanging out with these guys now. Okay. Uh, so, you know, it is, uh, it does take some getting used to, but, um, you know, we had a lot of good times over the years and, uh, you know, I'm just putting this out in the universe, you know, if this is the end of an era, you know, you may, you may just have to see Kenny King and Red Titus team up one more time, you know, and, um, you know, there's, there's some episodes of Ring of Honor in the can, who knows what the hell's going to happen. So, <laughs> so hopefully. You know, we, we we there may be some sort of reunion of some sorts in the future. Hopefully, well, now you got me. Now you got me all hyped up. If all that uh, express, if all that express comes back, all I ask from ROH is I know that they're going to keep the online store open for a little bit longer. Just bring back the all night express shirt for one more time. Bring like a special edition, one night only. That's all I ask. So uh, funny story. Finally, finally got a new T-shirt up on the store. This was uh, 2012. You know, like brand new T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and it was out for like a week and then they put it right on clearance once they uh once kenny king got released uh yeah but uh that was a funny well not really funny but uh when he finally <laughs> won the ring of honor tag titles and you know he left ring of honor um yeah it wasn't funny whatsoever at the time you know kind of really sucked because i had spent so much time being a tag team wrestler and then all of a sudden uh, my tag team partner was gone and uh kind of had to um re uh recreate myself again and uh it was kind of like the the story of my uh career at times you know yeah, but reinvention, reinvention is a, a part. And, and like I said, Rhett, you have so many layers to your character. Uh, one of my favorite rivalries of yours of all time, in my opinion, is you and Delirious. I could watch you and Delirious dance uh, for bell to bell forever. 
Um, you know, they always say everyone has that great dance partner. I look at, I always say this, I look at wrestling as that great dance, that art form where it's two people just telling a story without words. It's all emotions. It's all movements. It's, it's just fascinating to watch. And people who are wrestling fans, they get it. If you're not a wrestling fan, then you don't. That's okay. But as a wrestling fan, I love to educate as many people as I possibly can. But I look at Delirious as possibly one of your greatest dance partners, one of your greatest rivalries that you can, I can go, I, you two are just so fluid. You know each other so well and the stories you guys tell in the ring are phenomenal. Would would you say my assessment is correct? Would you say Delirious is hands down one of your favorite rivalries? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, not only my favorite, but it was also one of my first too, because uh, that's kind of like how I made my name. And uh, at the ham the very first Ring of Honor Hammerstein Ballroom show, I kind of interrupted him asking Daisy Hayes out on a date. So uh, it was uh, I do remember it was pretty that. it was pretty cool to see it all come full circle um, once again and wrestle him in a pure rules match last year. Um, and Great match. Uh, phenomenal. Yeah, match. Phenomenal match. I had been winless against Delirious up until that point, and then finally, I uh, I, I got my first win against him. And all these years later, like <laughs> it had been like you know, something crazy, like ten years since we had wrestled, and uh, finally, I uh, got got the W on him. <laughs> but you know, that kind of, that kind of just goes to show, like uh, the kind of like year I've been having lately. You know, sometimes uh, I remember one of the things Austin Aries always told me was, was that wrestling is like uh full of peaks and valleys you know and i spent a lot of my time in the valleys but uh i'm, I'm peaking right now and i feel like i'm in the best shape uh having the best uh matches of my career so hopefully come saturday it all comes full circle and i'll get my hands on that ring of honor television title i think you will like i said my money's on you my money's 150 percent on you in that match I think you are going to be the one that takes it. Again, as much as I love Dalton Castle and everybody else in that, and of course with Dalton Castle comes Dak Draper. I have a, I have a soft spot with Dak. I do. I have a soft spot with Dak. I do. I appreciate Dak for who he is. Um, a lot of people don't. I understand that. And I understand the reasons why, but I do. I appreciate Dak. I'm like, you know what? Can't be mad at the guy. Um, obviously, the chickens is something left to be desired, but I mean, you'll counteract all that. I know you have a game plan for all that. I know you do. But a lot of the other ROH roster members, they're making moves, they're making changes, they're uh, preparing for what's next, the next chapter. So I have to ask, Brett, what's the next chapter for you? Will we see you more on the indies? Will we, will we see you back kind of getting your, uh, your, your feet wet again in the indie circuit? Uh, not asking for any spoilers, of course. Is there any plans to uh, maybe hit up some other promotions? Uh, what's, what's in the next chapter for Brett after ROH? Uh, well, you know, I'm just trying to take it a day at a time, you know, and kind of, I don't want to think too much past Ring of Honor right now with Final Battle uh, still on the horizon and the, my sole focus has been on that. But, you know, I've also uh, been wrestling up for uh, Beyond Wrestling over in uh, Worcester, Massachusetts. They've been doing their Uncharted Territory uh, tapings every um, Thursday night live on IWTV. So uh, I, I like uh, I like it up there. You know, they seem to hate me, but I, I happen to like it up there. Um, so I, I'll, I'll be headed back there and hopefully uh, be headed back with the NWA. You know, they got a really good thing going on over there and they got a lot of passionate people. And I I, uh, I like bringing that old, old school vibe um, that they bring. So hopefully, you know, um, we can uh, team up again in the future. And, uh, you know, Jonathan Gresham's got this new uh, Terminus uh, promotion that's starting in uh, January in Atlanta. So 
who knows what may happen there. Me and him uh, happen to be uh, good friends in the foundation. So hopefully some cool things pop off over there. But it's crazy because, like I said earlier, I've always revolved my schedule around Ring of Honor. And now it's just like, I, I, yes, I'm free that weekend. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's crazy to see where I may pop up. Absolutely. I can't wait. I mean, I got to get myself to the stateside sometime. I mean, being in Canada, it's hard to uh, get across the border these days right now. But once uh, things open up a little bit more, I definitely plan to go see stateside and see all you guys in person, take pictures, uh, boo and, and yell with the fans. And and then when it's just you and I, I'd be like, right, you know, it was awesome. It was good to see you. But, you know, boo. Well, yeah, right, boo. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'll tell you this much. I've been in t- talks with two different Canadian promotions about uh, coming over sometime in 2022. So. Yeah, so well, if you're thing- ever in the GTA, man, look me up. We'll go out for a beer. Beer's on me. Real beer, Canadian beer, the best. Uh, beer. Uh, <laughs> I've had my fair share of Canadian beers in my day. <laughs> <laughs> so, a couple more questions, and I'll let you go enjoy your evening. But um, obviously, we don't want to look too past final battle. We want to. We want to. Don't want to look too far towards April. But if ROH does call, um, will you return? Of course. I'm, I'm assuming yes, but I, you never know. I got to ask. I mean, yes, yes, and uh, twice on Sunday, right? Um, yes, of course. You know, this is uh, this is where my heart's always been, where my loyalty's always been. And, um, you know, uh, people have always called me the, uh, the heart and soul of Ring of Honor, and I can't see Ring of Honor continuing without my heart and soul. So I got to be there, you know. <laughs> That's my job to be there, you know. So, uh, of course, I'll be there. Absolutely. And that's great to hear that. And of course, um, looking back at your historic career and all the great matches you've had, all the great opponents you've had, all the uh, incredible rivalries, uh, tag team titles, everything like that. Looking back at everything, it's hard to pick, but if you could, what would be your ultimate ROH memory? I I have a lot of them and I've already talked so much about them with you, but I asked the tough questions here. I got to ask that question, Rhett. What is the, what is the, one of the, not, maybe not the ultimate, but what is one memory you look back at with complete fondness when it comes to ROH? Um, man, uh, well, it may not have happened yet. <laughs> so uh, hopefully it happens on Saturday. But um, if I had to pick from the past, uh, I'd probably have to go back to um, Honor Takes Center Stage, night two. It was the All Night Express versus the Briscoe Brothers, and um, it was a it was a bloodbath, and I was bleeding very heavily, and Jay and Mark Briscoe were bleeding very heavily. I'll never forget, like me and Jay Briscoe uh, went wound to wound and bloody face to bloody face, and had to stare down, and we just you know started throwing strikes and he got me with a good one but i came back and i i clubbed him right across uh right across the chest with a big forearm and if you go back and watch you can just see the blood fly through the sky and something i'll never forget as a you know as a talent um but uh hitting up with that form and when i hit i looked over and i seen like the production table and jim Cornette stood up out of his seat and threw his arms up in the air and uh and just like this joy and i was like yep <laughs> yep we got him <laughs> hey man if you could get jim Cornette to pop in a positive way not a negative way that's huge 
That's a great yeah, memory. So, and I do remember yeah. that match. That's a great, that's a great, great match. Great match for sure. Oh, uh, Rhett, it was an honor to speak with you, man. Uh, I cannot say enough about this. I am so honored to talk with one of, again, the heart and soul of ROH. Because if you're going to talk to anybody before final battle, before this hiatus, there's nobody better than the heart and soul ROH. So before you go, if there's anybody out there stupid enough to not be following the great Rhett Titus, where can they find you on the wonderful world of social media? <laughs> Uh, at Rhett Titus, A-N-X-R-H-E-T-T-T-I-T-U-S-A-N-S on Twitter. But Instagram, uh, be very, very careful. It, I, I am on Instagram, but my account has been hacked and this guy's pretending to be me. So I'm not trying to sell people uh, crypto or whatever the hell he's doing on there. So I didn't buy a new Mercedes Benz. I'm not putting my bank account on my story. So that is not me. Uh, it is my account, but he, he hacked my account and Instagram's like impossible to deal with. So just follow me on Twitter for now. Facebook.com slash Rhett Titus, YouTube.com slash Rhett Titus, Pro Wrestlingtees.com slash Rhett Titus ANX. I'm even on TikTok. I don't really know what I'm doing on there. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, that's uh, that's everywhere you can follow me. Awesome. Awesome. I think I follow you everywhere, but Twitter, I, I do, I do do stuff on Twitter, but I'm very quick. So I'm going to go follow you on Twitter. Um, if I get a follow back, that'd be super dope, but no pressure on that. I get, I get, you, yeah. you got a lot of stuff to focus on, but man, it, this was an honor and a privilege and I can't wait to do it again because you are one of the OGs and it was an honor to talk to you today. Well, thank you uh, for having me, George. It's a perfect time to end because my uh, phone is a, uh, about on one uh, percent so <laughs> we we couldn't have timed it any better but uh thank you for having me it was an honor thank you sir as always i will tag you in everything when this drops tomorrow it'll drop tomorrow evening so i'll make sure to tag you in everything across the board except for instagram we'll stay away from that because you're, you're you're not <laughs> yeah. selling cryptocurrency but i will even tag you on tiktok as always guys i'm your host your boy george mckay peace love and wrestling see you next time peace Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace Not in my lead, you out of place I'm not at the top, I'm out of space Can't eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my fan, you can't relate Straight talk going, stay